This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If we don't come together right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. Just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Boy, has it been a day. Boy, 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 has it been a day. The joy, 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 joy down in my heart said not Ed Orgeron or anybody at LSU. But that's not going to stop us from having a very good show tonight. That's not going to do it. So, I did get a little pushback from the rant from last night. It's probably going to trickle over back into the first 15 minutes because it continues to meticulize. I'm not going to be as animated. I'm not going to yell as much. (laughs) I promise tonight, I'm not going to yell as much. But there might be a little ranting. There might be a little bit of ranting. But before we get started, guys, I see all the comments. I appreciate it. We'll get to those. In just a quick second. To tell you about tonight's show, Gator Dave from Gators Breakdown is going to be talking with us at 7.15, 7.20-ish. He'll be coming on with us. Steven Miller is going to be joining us again. My man's killing it with the Maxion Minute. 
It's always a pleasure having him on as well. How will the Saints fare uh, versus the the Philadelphia Eagles now that Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter? But before we get into that, we will take some of the calls at the end of the show as well and get to some of your comments. But before we get to all of that, you know what time it is. Go see my good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire sales, tire rotations. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. And if that car just ain't starting no more and you want a new one, go to the number one Ford car salesman in all of the state of Louisiana, Mr. Woody Clark, over at Robinson Brothers Ford. All you got to do is hashtag ask for Woody. Go see all of their great inventory at RobinsonBrothersFord.com. That's RobinsonBrothersFord.com. RobinsonBrothersFord.com. And he will be there to take all, to take care of all of your needs. Okay. I see a lot of the comments. I see a lot of them. Ready for some AYS, says Dylan Landry. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Kate says, go Tigers. Michael Ray says, I saw this from Michael. What did he say? Don't hit us with the remember the Titans quote. You damn skippy. Because listen, let's let's just make sure that we're very clear here. Now, I got some pushback on the rant last night about Ed Orgeron. Well, let me tell you this. Why? Why do you think that I got the pushback? Because if you start hitting all of this stuff that's going on with LSU with facts, at the end of the day, to all 101 of you, At the very end of the day, you're not being real with yourself if you think that there's not bad stuff going on at LSU right now. Let's take everything outside of the field. Now, I and I have told all of you that have watched AYS, we have not talked about it much because it's something that I did not want to talk about. I didn't think it was relevant. I wanted you guys guys and girls to come in here when you listen to Are You Serious Sports that we talk about sports. But now we've gotten to a point. Now we've gotten to a point where everything that's being affected is going on off the field. Now you'll see in the comments up above, hashtag Rafino's rants. And with that, it has culture. Let me tell you this, because I got this right before we came on. Well, Blake, how can you criticize Ed Orgeron after last season? Well, because let's take a look at what happened after the simple fact that you won the national title. Ed Orsron goes on the, on the media with Fox News and talks politics. Right after he comes out, you have players start opting out. Tyler Shelvin, Jamar Chase, Apu Ica transfers. Kerry Vincent opts out. Neil Farrell opts out. Five guys that all would have been playing. And during the season, Miles Brennan got hurt. Now, that's not any fault of Ed Orsron. But however, you have Terrace Marshall and now Eric Gilbert, who also wants to opt out. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that Ed Orgeron should not take any of the blame whatsoever for what's going on right now? This morning, Ed Orgeron went on off the bench with Jordy, uh, Jordy Collada and T-Bob Bear. Now, you got to give T-Bob credit where credit's due. He asked him the very, very tough questions. And... Quite honestly, I wasn't expecting that. 
But when Ed Orgeron was asked by T.I. Bear about Eric Gilbert and what the status of him was currently, he said, and, I, and get ready for it, his body's hurting. His shoulder's hurting. Now, I know that we talked about it on the show last night as the news was breaking. Let me tell you this right now, and here's the truth. B.S., that man's body ain't hurting. He might have a little nick here. He might have a little knack there. But to say that he's not playing on Saturday is because he's injured? Come on now, dog. Come on. And let me tell you this. I've gotten to a point where I can't sit here and stick up for a man who's going to throw a player under the bus. The conversation that he had with you yesterday, the conversation that he talked to you about, should not have been leaked out by you on radio. Now, let me make this very clear again because I got to a lot of pushback about my take about Ed Orgeron. I do not hate Ed Orgeron. I don't think Ed Orgeron is a bad guy. I don't think that he's a bad coach. Not right now. But you can't tell me for one iota and one second that everything that's going on with LSU right now, not just on the field but off, is not a... A, a telltale sign of what it is to come. Oh, well, his body hurts, says Eric Gilbert. Well, hell, we're about to have on David Waters, who their team has the, probably the best tight end that we've ever seen in college football history, and Kyle Pitts. You think that they're not going to be looking for him now that Kyle Pitts is probably going to be going? Well, not probably, but will be going? Hell, I saw a thing today that they have him going to the Patriots, which, by the way, is kind of crazy. But Ed Orgeron has to start taking the blame for things that's going on in Baton Rouge. And for all of you defending him, for all of you that want to defend him, I don't understand why. So the whole, all 182 of you that are watching us currently right now, you the biggest question I've gotten all day long, is the sky falling? Yeah, the sky's falling. You have sexual allegations that are coming out. More to come, by the way. And you're going to ask me the simple question, Blake, is the sky falling? Absolutely. There's not a question about that. Now, David Waters, hashtag Gator Dave, who was on with us a couple of weeks ago, is going to be coming back. And I'm looking forward to talking to him about the game. <laughs> but if you're Florida, <laughs> you might as well be sipping that whiskey now, big dog, because you're going. You're going to beat LSU. And for all of the great rivalries, Jacob Hester, the fourth and four, the Tebow jump pass, which, by the way, is the hated pass in Louisiana, Dave. I saw you just came in. Is the hated, the most hated pass in the history of Louisiana, the jump pass. But don't tell me that Ed Orgeron gets a pass. Don't tell me that you got credentials because your grandpappy's grandpappy went to Louisiana State University. I'm so sick and tired of hearing the excuse. Last thing, and we're going to get to Gator Dave. I am so sick and tired of hearing the excuse every single day from Ed Orgeron. It is every single day, and it's not acceptable. Speaking of Florida, they fired a guy by the name of Will Muschamp because it wasn't acceptable. Now, he didn't win a national title, and I get that. But three and seven's what you're staring at. The barrel is staring down a three and seven season. And Blake, they lost a lot of people to the NFL. So what? So what? 
Make sure that some of those guys come back because Alabama, Clemson, Florida's done it a little bit. They seem to get those guys to come back. Sorry I missed a lot of your comments. But we're going to get to Gator Dave. All right, before we get to our good friend, Mr. Gator Dave, you got to go check my good friend over at Area Home Lender, Mr. John Patton. With all the help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rate down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. All right, Gator Dave, my man. Look, Dave, look. I don't know how much you caught of the opening segment because I caught you out of the corner of my eye that you were here. LSU's in turmoil. Take it from, I want this from an outside perspective, okay? Because Urban Meyer has been, uh, you know, struggled there at the end. Will Muschamp struggled there at the end. When you look at LSU right now, what what are you thinking when you see all of this stuff going on with Eric Gilbert wanting to uh, opt out? What do you what do you see is going on with LSU right now? Blake in a, in a different kind of way. Now he didn't get. You know, I heard you say this kind of same thing. He didn't win a national championship, but this really reminds me of Jim McElwain's last year at at, at Florida. Won the SEC in 2015, 2016, his first two years. About, had built up a lot of goodwill. Now, granted, you know, it was nowhere close to Alabama in those games, but it all come crashing down really fast in, mm-hmm. in 2017. You opened the 2017 season with that big credit card scandal. You got your butt beat by Michigan in the opening game. Then you had the death threats in the middle of the season. You got, you got blown out by Georgia that same week, and, and you're fired midseason. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of that uh, in a way. You go back even to 2015, his first year, you know, the Will Greer incident and all that happening as well. So a lot of what you're saying is kind of what I sounded like in 2017 with, with Jim McElwain and and uh, kind of just being, um, you know, you know, sit there and, and kind of rant on about because there really was no excuse for it at the point so uh i get the frustration because uh you know i found myself in a similar position back in 2017 with jim McElwain. well and dave it it just feels like that and and jim McElwain, and that's a good fantastic comparison because jim McElwain had the problems off the field too and you just mentioned them and ed orgeron's having that those same struggles right now and this has been going on from august Dave, LSU has not gone a single week in the last seven weeks without extremely huge news, devastating news to some fans of something bad happening. And I'm sure that's a lot like y'all felt. And then now Dan Mullen's here and all is made happy and well, even though I don't don't like Dan Mullen's play calling. It always stresses me out and I have to drink my (laughs) AYS bourbon whiskey. Uh, Dave, let's get to this game. Look, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, in the past when this game was first supposed to be going on, they're going to air it out, right? I mean, the running game has been struggling. So what do you believe? What do you want to see from a struggling LSU team? What do you want to see uh, Florida come out and try to do and establish before they get ready for Alabama in a couple weeks? Yeah, it, it's so it's – so, uh, probably a thin line in a way of kind of where where you think Florida is at at the moment. Once they got that win versus Georgia, are you in the camp that they 
maybe lost focus, maybe kind of dialed it down a little bit. And that's maybe why you've seen the offense not live up to the high, high, high bar that they set the first half of the season. Um, and, you know, it, it, they're still scoring points. They're still important putting up yards, but it hasn't looked as good the last three weeks. So it has uh-huh. that, does that have anything to do with being complacent a little bit after you finally got that big Georgia win? But the problem is Alabama's in the same situation, and you've seen them the last three weeks only get better, and Florida's just kind of been status quo uh, a bit. So I know from hmm. talking to many Gator fans, it's like, hey, maybe we're just kind of saving some stuff. But my thing is, you're not going to know that until you play the game. And, look, don't get me wrong. I, M- M- he'll have a wrinkle. Well, I mean, look, the wheel route versus Georgia, that is not a staple of Dan Mullen's offense. That's nothing. That's something we haven't <laughs> seen at all, and we saw it time and time and time again versus Georgia to make a big difference in that game. So he'll have something dialed up that way. My thing is, overall, if you are dying it down, if the focus isn't there, can you really just flip the switch? Is it really that easy to flip a switch to go beat probably the best team in the country? That's my worry right now. If you are dialing it back, if the focus isn't there because you went and got your big win, how easy is it going to be to flip that switch? Dave, that's a great point because if – and LSU fans will remember this very, very, very vividly. Okay, the Auburn game right before Alabama, LSU scored 23 points, and they kind of, mm-hmm. it was kind of lackluster, right? Where they were like, oh, well, we know that we're going to beat them. Bo Nix is a freshman. And I'm going to be honest, it was probably the most stressful two weeks of my life because I'm like, man, the last time we saw them, they got demolished yeah. in the trenches. And I think that you're right here, that you want to see Florida go out there and, and impose their will. Uh, but, look, LSU is struggling. Is there something that's happened since the last time that we talked on air that would scare you from LSU? Or Because I don't know really. I mean, LSU has some talent, and they showed yeah. that they can keep the game close until you know Alabama starts blowing them out and they can't do anything. Do, do, is this game to you a comparison game? Like, hey, we saw what Alabama did last week. We have to try to replicate that? I think so this being the last game before we see Florida and Alabama play. Mm-hmm. And LSU is the common opponent two weeks before that, for <laughs> right. Alabama, for Florida. So whether it's fair or not, the comparisons are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And it doesn't have to be the same score. It doesn't have to be the same you know, point total win differential for Florida. But I do want to see when I think they're going to be on their game. In the first half, did you go do what you were supposed to do? If LSU can't score and the offense is getting the ball over and over again, do you go score more often than you don't or not? Or are you still struggling to put up points? Um, and like I, I get the dialing down argument and stuff. Uh, to me, it's a little bit of hope until you actually see how, what plays out. But I mean, we we'll be able to pick them. I mean, like Kyle Trask probably had his worst game of the season. And he still threw for four hundred and thirty something yards uh, against Tennessee. But you could tell, you know, he 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 was a little uncomfortable. Probably held onto the ball a little too long mm-hmm. in in some spots. So maybe just you know, I want to see the Kyle Trask we saw the other eight games of the season uh, when when Florida and LSU match up because this past defense for LSU struggled all year. And this is, you know, an offense for Florida that should, I think if, if, if you want to get in gear, if you want to be smooth going into the SEC championship game, whatever your game plan is versus Alabama, I want to see that work done versus LSU. And th- that probably goes part to where I go back to, can you flip the switch? Flip the switch right now. 
flip the switch right now, get everything in gear, have it running smooth. So when you go to Atlanta, you're scoring points from the get go because that's going to be a shootout game. And and Dave, I, you know, I feel like championship teams have to have that game, right? Like, regardless if you have a loss or not, championship teams always have that game that they flip that switch. For LSU last season, it was Texas A&M. After the seven-overtime loss in College Station, Joe Burrow sipping his bottle like he's Kermit the Frog with the T, you know, like, that was the game that they flipped a switch. And I agree with you there. Uh, the one question that I have, and because, look, all of my in-laws who will be coming here for Christmas are Gator fans. Okay, so I'm going to have to hear it a little bit because I dished it out last year, which is fine. Their biggest concern is the right side of the offensive line for Florida. How yep. bad has that been, and what can they do to fix that this late in the season? Is there really anything they can do? And I know because I've been listening to you a little bit when you, on your shows is there really anybody behind guys on that right side of the line that they could possibly this late in the season maybe rotate and get in there to see if they could do some uh, a better job? Yeah, I'll go back to full, before the season a bit. Uh, Ethan White was going to be the starter at at center, and that was going to probably put Brett Heggie at left guard, and the thought was probably going to be Richard Garage, who's playing left guard now, is going to be your right tackle uh, along with um, – uh, Stuart Reese, the transfer from Mississippi State, playing right guard. He was recruited by Dan Mullen and, and John Hevesy there. So you thought that was going to be it. Ethan White goes down with an injury. Heggie goes to center. Garage goes to left guard. And that kept Gene DeLance, who was the the weakest part of a weak offensive line last year, that kept him at right tackle. And that mm. kept uh, Stuart Reese, the transfer from Mississippi State. He was going to play right. right guard probably either way. Gene DeLance is, just has not grown at all from last year. He is the weak link still on this offensive line at the, at the right tackle position. And if you look at it, you've seen bright spots of Michael Tarquin and Josh Braun and, uh, and Ethan White on that right side together. They're young guys, but when they've been out there, David pressed uh, a bit, but Gene Lance still gets trotted back there. And when Kyle Trask is back there, like he's only been sacked, I think. It was eight going into the Tennessee game. I think they gave up one or two, so nine or ten times on the season. God, it's so know, impressive. That's not a lot of sacks. Right. But it's mostly because of what Kyle Trask has been doing, not because the offensive line's been blocking really well. It's Trask getting the ball out. It's Trask maneuvering the pocket. It's you know throwing and, and play calling part of it, throwing on time, and getting rid of the ball. Have they mm. gotten better? Yes. Have they taken a step from about the midpoint of the season on to now? No. That's probably the most <laughs> disappointing part because right. they had a good performance versus Georgia. They had a good performance versus Arkansas. And then they've taken steps back against Kentucky and Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Teams you thought they would take those steps on, they haven't done it. And Gene DeLance, I mean, that, that right side, it's just um, – it's. Sometimes it's a turnstile there. I mean, this past week versus Tennessee, he didn't even move at the snap. He didn't know what the snap count was, and Kyle Trask gets hit. That's right. inexcusable for his, all the experience that he has. And Stuart Reese, for all the experience that he had with Dan Mullen and, and, and John Hevesy playing in that offense, it hasn't really translated like I thought it would of being just kind of that stalwart there on the right side and being somebody they could really, really, really count on. He played really well versus Georgia. He got hurt in that game. So he's kind of been banged up a, a, a bit. So we'll see maybe as time goes on, he gets a little bit healthier. If he, he's, I mean, he's okay, but not just that, uh, 
just the the piece that I thought he would be there on that right side. But uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, I can imagine Bo Pelini uh, and Nick Saban these next two weeks. That's what they're targeting. They're targeting Florida on that right side of the offensive line. <laughs> I don't know if Bo Pelini's got a, a prayer stance in hell, Dave. I'm just being honest. I mean, they've been so bad, man. Uh, this isn't an LSU defensive. Hey, this isn't Bo Pelini 2007 Jacob Hester, you know, or 2006. Yeah. This is, you know, so this isn't, uh, I, I don't really know. I mean, th- that, that 06 game, Florida came out and did, did their job. They had to do what they had to do, and, and LSU didn't have an answer uh, in, in that game. So we'll see. We have a question up here, and Dave, uh, excuse me, I missed it, but it was from Cade, and Cade said that, do, Gay, uh, Dave, do you think that this game comes down to, for the Heisman, between Max Jones and Kyle Trask? Quite honestly, Dave, I don't know. I don't see Kyle Trask in two weeks having a game so bad where he loses the Heisman. But I mm-hmm. could see Mac Jones having a game and going out there and possibly, I don't want to say moving ahead of him, but just doing enough to possibly be in that in that discussion even more than Trask. What do you think? There's do you think Trask has won it now? Because last season we knew that Joe won it, right? Like we had yeah. already known that he won the Heisman, and it was a foregone conclusion. Do you and, and Gator fans feel that right now that he's going to be the next Heisman Trophy winner? I personally don't. A lot of Gator fans do. Um, when Florida beat Georgia, we had a the, the week after we had our big Gator panel where a bunch of uh, Gator media members get together, and one of the questions that was brought is Florida going to win the SEC championship game? And I said no. They'll get beat by Alabama. I picked that before the season, and I, I I'm I'm still sticking by that. Nothing's changed really for me to. Go pick Florida in that. And they said, okay, well, will Kyle Trask win the Heisman? I said, no, he won't because he'll lose in the SEC championship game and Mac Jones will get it. I said that a month ago, and I still feel that way. And the reason I feel that way is I do think Kyle Trask probably has had the better season. But what are the voters out there in California and Utah and Oregon and the Northeast Heisman voters? They haven't watched SEC football all year. They've seen highlights. They've seen highlights of both of these quarterbacks, but what are they going to do? They're going to sit down. They're going to watch the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And I think Alabama's going to win that game. And I think that's pretty much going to be the tiebreaker. All these people who are saying, okay, these are the two best quarterbacks. I'll vote for whoever's going to win this game. I think mm-hmm. that's what it's going to boil down to. Let me tell you this, Dave. And, and listen, I'm not saying this because you're on here. If Kyle Trask, I mean, can he play himself out? Sure. But if he continues to do what he's doing and he loses it, I don't know, Dave, if there's, in my opinion, something that he could really do to lose it. I mean, Mac Jones doesn't is not going to have 40-plus touchdowns. You know, like, yeah. at, at that point, I get what you're saying, and I know what you're saying, and that's a big part of the country. But just for me as an individual, if he loses it, I'm going to have in-laws that are going to lose it <laughs> themselves. Uh, we have a question right here from Husker Barker. says, hashtag Ask it or Dave. How do you think the Gators' plan, game plan will be against Devontae Smith? Because what happened last week and, and what really got people so mad at Ed Orgeron is he trotted out there and said, well, we were, we, we were supposed to double Devontae Smith. No, you weren't. You didn't even try. They didn't even come close to trying. What do you think is a way of slowing him down uh, uh, in two weeks for the Gators? <sighs> a lot easier said than done. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, this Florida defense, this past Florida pass defense isn't all that great either. Uh, if you go and look at what happened. Now, it's been quite a while since they played a really good passing team. 
Ole Miss and Texas A&M, the first two, uh, you know, two of the first three opponents of the season for the Gators. Um, they gave up a whole bunch of yards to Matt Corral and a whole bunch of yards and third down conversions to 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 uh, Kellen Mond, uh there at A&M. So how much have they grown from that? We've seen some improvement as the year has gone on. But, you know, you go back to that Georgia game. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Georgia hits one of those deep passes that they had open over and over again. They probably hit the first one. Florida probably dials it back down a little bit. So I think that kind of got overblown that, oh, they had receivers open all day. Well, they hit the first one. I think Florida dials back down the coverage a bit. So, but with that said, that's part of the reason I'm picking Alabama. I don't know who covers Devontae Smith. I don't know what they do to cover Devontae Smith. If it's me, Todd Grantham doesn't play a whole lot of man defense, but I'm putting Kyrie Elam on him. And I'm gonna say, all right, have at it. That, that's, our, that's our best chance. Mm-hmm. If we get beat, at least we went down swinging. At least we went down knowing we put our best player on defense, our best cover corner out there on him, and that's your job all day. Then you'll bracket him with a safety. That's the part. That's the problem. Florida doesn't have a reliable safety back there that can help in coverage. That doesn't get lost. That takes the wrong angle on, on, on even on a. 15-yard slant route that Devontae Smith may catch. I'm afraid Donovan Steiner or Sean Davis or Brad Stewart just dies at his ankles and misses, and he's off to the races. So hopefully Kyrie Elam's on him all day, and uh, you take your chances there. Dave, and I think that Alabama has that same concern when they had, when you know Florida has Kyle Pitts, you got Tony, you have Grimes. Look, LSU didn't score a lot, and I'm just throwing this out there. Now, I think that they'll beat Florida too, and I'm not – I don't mean that in the wrong way. I just think they're the best team in the country. But, but, LSU with four true freshmen and a sophomore scored 14. With a true freshman quarterback throwing to uh, Kayshawn Booty, there were some busts and there were some bust coverages for Alabama, which leads me to believe, and we've seen this from Ole Miss, that they can score. If this game's a shootout, Dave, is that really the only way you could see Florida possibly winning this game? Because I don't think any offense is going to really get slowed down at this point. That, 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 that's where I think. I think it is a shootout type of game. Florida has to win. You know, we talk about the run game and, and it struggles. I don't think Florida has to run the ball. I think that Florida has to <laughs> pass the ball. Florida has to do what they do well. Florida has – Trash has to get the ball to Pitts. Has to get the ball to Tony. Has to get the ball to Grimes. You know, it's not to say go out there and throw it 75 plays. You know, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. not Mike Leach. Dan Muller's not Mike Leach. He's not going to go there and throw the ball 70 times. But he showed against Tennessee, you know, Trash threw for 49 times, I think, almost 50 times. So he's not afraid to let Trash go out there and sling it when he has to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's going to have to versus Alabama. And I, and I do agree. We haven't seen – there's not a lot of great passing offenses in the SEC. You got Florida, you got Alabama, you got Ole Miss, you got A&M up and down. But your most consistent are Florida, A&M uh, – Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, Alabama can't play themselves. And they're about <laughs> to play Florida in the SEC championship game. They played Ole Miss. Both, team, both defenses played Ole Miss. Both struggled. Mm-hmm. How much did both of those defenses grow from early in the season – to where they're going to play some passing offenses against each other in the SEC championship game. So that's why I kind of pick Alabama. I believe in their growth just a little bit more on defense than I do Florida's growth. on. I think Florida, their offense is on par, better in some ways. Alabama's offense is better in some ways than Florida. But I still think Alabama's defense is probably taking that necessary step to get a couple stops on Florida, and that would be the difference in the game. 
Dave, we have a couple questions, and Stephen Miller asked one. He says, what's your favorite Alabama-Florida game, non-Tebow games? But I'm going to flip this into an LSU. Well, let's ask that one first, and then we're going to flip it. And I know that we've talked about this before, uh, but I forgot. But we're going to ask you the Florida-LSU one. But right off of the top, Stephen uh, asks, hashtag ask Dave, what's your favorite Alabama-Florida game, non-Tebow? This one's easy for me. Um, 1996 is my first Florida game in person ever in the Georgia Dome. 96 SEC championship game. Right before the game, we see Texas beat Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That knocks Nebraska out of the national championship picture. Florida had just come off of a loss to FSU the week before, so they needed that to happen. That happens. <laughs> we go into the Georgia Dome saying, we win this game. We get a rematch with FSU for the national championship game. That's my first ever Gator game, 96 Alabama SEC championship game. It was a up, you know, it was a tough, hard fought first half. Florida ends up winning, go on to the uh, Sugar Bowl to win the uh, national championship versus uh, uh, FSU that year in, in the rematch. So personally, for me, that that one's mine. That one's mine just because it was my first ever Gator game in person uh, there. So hook hook from the get go. You know, uh, as soon as I could. As soon as I turned 16, I was driving from Georgia to Gainesville a whole lot. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, but, but, so that, that was another reason it was so special. My dad doesn't like going to games. My dad's a homebody. He likes watching games on TV. He's just always been that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was that was his first game as well. And so we went together, oh, wow. and so it was you know a whole lot a whole lot of fun there. So Florida LSU that one's a, a, a bit tougher. Um, 2006 was a whole lot of fun. You mentioned the jump pass there. Uh, I had just started working for Channel 4 uh, WJC where I work now, uh, and they put a camera in my hand as, you know, a I was working for that TV station for two months before football season started. I proved I could shoot high school football, and they were like, hey, we're sending you to Gainesville. I'm living <laughs> the dream. I'm living, I'm living the dream. Florida LSU rolls around, and I'm probably – 15 feet from Tate Casey catching the jump pass from uh, Tim Tebow uh, and, and the crowd going crazy. So that one, that one's really, really good. That one holds a special place. Uh, 2008 as well. Um, both top 10 teams, but Florida, you know, obliterates L- 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 LSU uh, in, in that game uh, there. So probably 2006 uh, there. 2012 was really good too. Oh, uh, yeah. Both part both hard knocking run teams and Mike Gillisley kind of has a really, really good second half to, to kind of break away there uh, for, for the Gators. But it's been a, certainly a, a fun ever since, you know, 2003 um, Florida given LSU their only loss of the, the season. Zooks, the, the, the fighting Zooks. Yeah, fighting Zooks there. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, Chris, Chris, I hated Florida them. so bad. <laughs> Dave, I hated them so bad for that. Yeah, but yeah, starting right around there. You know, this this has been about almost twenty years now that mm-hmm. you know this game has meant a whole lot to both programs and 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 the blood boiling over. But yeah, the two thousand seven man, the, the the Jacob Hester over and over again, and the and the LSU fans getting Tebow's phone number, the game of the, the week <laughs> of the game, and blowing up his phone. I mean, I tell you, this uh, all of Les Miles fake punts and fake field goals that always just seem to work versus Florida. Everybody, all ninety thousand people in the swamp. Hey, here's a fake field goal is coming. Hey, we we know it's coming. Never mind. The coaching staff <laughs> are just oblivious to the fact that a fake punt or a fake field goal is coming. Uh, but uh, been, it's been a fun, fun, fun rivalry for sure. You know, mine was 07, Being into that game, uh, 
just being in the stands. I mean, I'll ne- that's something I'll never forget. You know, I was more I'm more of a homebody too. You know, because I don't like just. I like going to games. I also don't like going to games, you know, just because I get to see everything. We do the post-game show. Uh, But that game for me, Dave, was probably the turning point for me because I was always an LSU fan. That made me, like, die hard. And then in uh, in 2009, the jump pass again. And, 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 you know, it was the – no, was that 2009? No, 2008. 2008, yeah. the the jump pass. I don't remember what year that. I think it had to be yeah, it 08. To, 06 was a Tebow to take the, the first ever jump pass. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, if you remember, I think it might have been 08. In 2008, LSU, it was tied like 13-13. And Florida, like Tebow went down and had the uh, little jump pass again. And that in yeah. that the second game, that pass went in Louisiana football history. That it cannot be ran in high school football. I mean, that's not really, but <laughs> seriously, I mean, but it's it's been a, it's been a fantastic rivalry. Uh, Dave, one more question, and we'll get you out of here. I appreciate you joining the show. Um, outside of Josh Rogers, Bucknut, who's a big Bill King listener, saying that he thought both of us were like fifty years old, he asked another question, and I lost it. Um, but we'll go for Chris right here. He says hashtag Ask Dave Ike Hilliard from Patterson was on that team. Um, let's go. No, there it is. Josh Rogers says, Ask Dave, what's the biggest concern is for Kyle Pitts before going into the SEC championship game? I think that's a good question. Is there something that concerns you about Kyle Trask going into the SEC championship game? Uh, I probably want to see what he does, kind of like what I was saying. I probably want to see what he does versus LSU um, because, as I said, he probably – and this is nitpicking, so I kind of hate to even bring it up. He played his worst game versus, uh, of the season versus Tennessee. Still had four touchdowns. Still had <laughs> 430-something yards. I mean, we're, we're nitpicking here, uh, there. But just, you know, maybe just kind of clean it up just a little bit from what we saw versus Tennessee. And, you know, his team teammates can help him out a bit as well uh, there. But for, for him, uh, I mean, not, just keep doing what you're doing, honestly. I mean, just – you know, don't don't fall off. Don't make too much of, you know, the, the don't look ahead. You know, go play your game versus LSU, uh, and then for for Alabama, just go go play your game. Go go play your game. You know, you you, you showed up on the big stage versus Georgia, uh, and just go tie, just go take that kind of performance uh, in a couple of weeks again. So uh, I think you just play really good uh, against LSU and, and carry it over to Alabama. I think that they will, and I think Alabama is on upset alert in two weeks. I don't think they can do it, but I think it's going to be close. But, Dave, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. As always, you absolutely kill it. Tell everybody where they can find all your great stuff and all your great work. Yep, everybody can follow me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Uh, find the podcast, every major podcast platform out there, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Uh, TV session I work for here in Jacksonville, a uh, YouTube version as well uh, for the video version. So everybody uh, out there, Blake, thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll uh, return the favor uh, tomorrow uh, with you on Gators Breakdown. Absolutely, dude, I love watching on Gators Breakdown. It's it's funny, it's good, it's absolutely everything you need. And look, I don't go listen to a lot of other teams, uh, people who cover other teams. I, I join in every week and listen to you guys. So I appreciate it, Dave, and we'll talk tomorrow, my friend. Right, thanks, man. Thanks, man. That is Gator Day from Gators Breakdown, always giving it to us when it comes to all of your Gator, uh, your Gator's knowledge. Um, sorry, Craig, we missed this. He said, hashtag Cast Dave, why do you sound... Oh, come on. Come on. Y'all don't, be, y'all don't be doing that to the guest. 
Uh, but I'm sorry we, we didn't get to a lot of these comments. Okay, we do have Mr. Stephen Miller with the Maction Minute coming up now. But before we get to that, guys, don't forget to go see my good friend, Mr. Mike Bazil, our future and our always financial advisors. Guys, if you live for it, you damn sure better plan for it. Give him a call today at 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. And tell him Blake Graffino sent you by. And for all of your attorney needs, go to the Drake Law Firm. For any personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, or successions, there is no law firm better for you. Call him today or go down to downtown Ponchatoula in Louisiana. <laughs> in Louisiana. Ponchatoula, Louisiana, 154 West Pine Street, and they will take care of all of those needs. Tell him Blake Rafino from AYS sent you by. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, look at him. Look at the LSU gear right here. He's got the hat. He's got the legend status. Stephen Miller, you're ready to go. Hey, we just uh, drained that tournament for all the juice we can get from last year, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look. All right, let's start off there. I'll, I'll give you the floor. Tell me your thoughts. You know everything that's going on with LSU. Everybody else knows what's going on with LSU. What's your thoughts? What are you thinking right now? Man, it, it's, it's just uh, it's mind-blowing. It's actually, I mean, it, it's like you think one way and then an hour passes and then something else happens and then you're just like all confused. I mean, it's pretty depressing. I mean, it, I, I just have never seen uh, a program drop off so harsh that that didn't have something like a Baylor or SMU or USC had a, a few years back. I mean, this is just unheard of Mm -hmm. it is and it's unprecedented you know like even a couple weeks ago you look at the arkansas game and you look at it from two seasons ago and you look at from it now or last season and look at it from now the biggest the absolute biggest point differential from a national championship team from one season to the next that should go and tell you everything that you need to know but steven i don't know how and i'm being honest here and tell me what you think I don't know how much of this is on the field. I think that a lot of this has to do with the culture off the field. Do you get that same vibe? No doubt, Blake. I mean, all you have to do is uh, just listen to it and just and pay attention because I mean, like we always said, Ed's not going to tell you a lot, but if he if you listen to him, he's going to tell you everything that you need to know and then some. I mean. if you add up everything and you read between all the tea leaves and stuff, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that, that stuff has been going wrong since June and July and stemmed over into August. And here we are. And then first game of the year, we get just punched in the gut. I mean, and it just started to snowball there. And I, I, I just don't feel like there's no one in the locker room that, that has been able to step up and say, hey, look, we're going to stop this. This is LSU. This is our team. Uh, it's going to start with me, and I'm going to stop you, and then we're going to go from there. And so I just don't think anyone has like played that role this year. Yeah, and you would have hoped that maybe if Miles Brennan could be that role, even if he's injured or not, but he hasn't played it. No one has really played that role, Stephen. We have a question right here from our financial advisor, Mr. Michael Bazil, who gave you credit for having the best lawn, not just in real life, but in t- any TV <laughs> series of all time. He says, hashtag AskMiller. What's your thoughts on the my body hurts comment from Arik Gilbert? 
Uh, shade to shade, baby. It's just shade to shade. It's, <laughs> it's just the front being put out there. I mean, I mean anybody knows. I mean, heck, if you've been on Twitter at all during from 7 a.m. to now, you've seen countless players from previous years just coming out and coming out and just banging on him. It's just like saying back in my day, blah, 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 blah. There's no way that, that we could have went to coach and said, hey, coach, look, my body hurts. I, I think I'm going to just shut it down. Like, mm-hmm. that's a call for Jack to make and then the staff to make, and then everybody just comes as one and says, all right, look, we got all these test results back, and, and it just don't look like that, that, that you're going to be able to play. But for a player to just come out and say, look, coach, I'm shutting it down, my body's sore, it just, it just doesn't add up, man. It doesn't add up, and what also doesn't add up either is the simple fact that you have guys, like you said, like, hey, that's leadership, bro, and Mike Bazile just said it. I mean, it is football, yeah. and which leads me to ask a question, Stephen, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, and I know that <laughs> I don't want to just go out there and give up all the info. Right. Do you really believe he's hurt? Like, do you really think that he's hurt, or do you think that he's using this as an excuse to get out because of all the bad stuff that's going on. I don't believe it. <laughs> so I don't believe it at all, Blake. I mean, it's just point blank blunt. I mean, I just don't buy it. I mean, maybe the guy is, but but just judging from, from last weekend's game, I mean, I just don't see it. It's just how you can just all of a sudden, oh, well, my body's hurt. But, I mean, it, it, it just goes to show you because I think I've read, what, four four different excuses – that have, that have came out and said, well, this is why, or this is why, or this is why. I mean, if you've got that many reasons is coming out, then then you know there's something else is going on, and the truth's not being out there. So, well, other than you want, but. other than you hitting soft toss home runs and softball like you did today, <laughs> I mean, my, your body's going to be hurting. Look, I know that you've just been doing the CrossFit and stuff, and and like you talked about, your body hurts. Hell, my knee hurts every day that it gets cold. But I'm not making excuses for it, and I feel like right. it's an, an excuse to not want to play. But anyway, all right, right, let's get to the Maction Minute. What you got for us, my man? Huge, huge implications this weekend. We got the Mac East is uh, going to be settled this weekend. We got Western playing up against Ball State this weekend. Uh, Western Michigan all could have wrapped it up last weekend against Eastern. All right, there, there we go. Yep, there we go. You're back on. Keep going, my friend. But yeah, uh, Western could have wrapped it up last weekend against uh, Zeestrom, but they they dropped the ball, and now now it's a one game uh, playoff between them and Ball State to get to the uh, MAC championship against Buffalo. So so it'll be exciting. I mean, Blake, I was looking at their at their stats, and these two teams are basically identical. They both pass offense. Western gets 286 a game. Ball State, 285 a game. Rushing the ball. Western gets 191 a game. Ball State gets 194 a game. On defense, Western gives up 410 or 409 a game. Ball State gives up 420 a game. So, I mean, that that's just about as identical as you can get it. Give me Ball State, and you want to know why? What's that? I said, give me Ball State. You know why I'm going to take Ball State? 
uh, I was having some difficulty or something. I, Can you hear me? You were, uh, staying, but uh, ball, ball State's favored by two and a half. So, so that lets you know it's about of a pick em right now because, I mean, you get three points for uh, being the home team. So, does that like quarterback at Western better than the, uh, the one at Ball State? I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to be a close one, no doubt. But, uh, I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd take the Thunderdog uh, at we uh, Western plus three points behind the hook. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Okay, there we go. You know, I'm going to pick Ball State. You want to know why? Why is that? Because they're from Indiana. I have no other reason why. There you go. They're the Cardinals, <laughs> Isn't that the best part of Maction? You just come up with the random, most random reasons why you're going to pick a team and you just yeah. pick them? I mean, why else? Why else? <laughs> Steven. It's just Maxing crazy. We were just talking to Gator Dave about the Heisman. Do you think your boy for Buffalo should get the invite? If so, because I think they're, I think Devontae Smith should get an invite. I don't know if he's going to yeah. win it, but I think he should get an invite. Do you think your boy from Buffalo is going to get one himself? Two weeks ago, Blake, I thought, yeah, or was it last week? So I thought, yes. But then they had their game. It was canceled last week. And that, that, that really uh, hurt him because now they're only going to play five uh, regular season games or six games now, but or five for Buffalo. But them losing that game last weekend really hurt him. And I don't see him even getting an invite now. I mean, I'm as it, bad as it is, but hey, I mean, it is what it is. But definitely, definitely, Devontae Smith should be there in New York with uh, with uh, Kyle Mac Trask. Jones, yep, Trask. Uh, There's the kid from Clemson. Yeah, maybe Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I think it's a three horse race, Stephen. One more question, we'll we'll get you out of here, my friend. And I appreciate you joining the show. Oh yes, sir. Thank you. What LSU's playing Florida this week, and I know that you don't like making predictions on Tuesday. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I wish that we could see from LSU, even in a loss. What do you want to see from LSU this Saturday, uh, and really just moving forward for the rest of the season? Man, it, it's just like that we spoke last week. I I would really just love to see them just rebound from last week and just uh, play better and play more intense. And uh, it's just keep improving. I mean, it's just keeping young guys on the field and getting them experience and uh, growing. And it's just so we can build build from these experiences next year and hopefully have a full off season and uh, a, a full season. And I mean it. If all these young guys can 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 go and play and experience on the road in, in Gainesville, hey, the the sky could be the limit next year if we can get some of these whales in recruiting and 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 I'm gonna say it again, we have to recruit our players that are currently on the team. We can't continue just let them have a revolving door there at the operations and just let them just click the turnstile. I mean, I can. I completely agree. And I know that Adam Burrow's here. He's got a question, and he means this in all the wrong ways, but I'm going to ask it anyway. He said, hashtag ask Steven, or ask Miller, are you worried about all the number of sacks that we've been seeing uh, from LSU now that our tight end is hurt? What's going on over there? Uh, first off, well, you could take that question and run uh, <laughs> way to the left for that one. But, That's uh, exactly what he wants yeah. to do. He's kind of yeah. trolling, but in his own way, he's kind of yeah. serious. Are you worried about how bad the offensive line's been the last two weeks? 
and and you look, you it's Cole Taylor time now. Tory Carter's not playing. Arik yeah. Gilbert's not playing. What uh, yeah. this Saturday is that starting to worry you a lot too? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's definitely a shock now that 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 we had one was playing, so the other one wasn't playing because I mean necessarily you don't want to have a fullback and a tight end of the game at the same time as running their offense. So you was thinking, well, now that we don't have one, so we got the other one, and then all of a sudden, poof, now they're both gone. So mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully we have a lot of quick passes uh, Saturday, and they can – I don't know, man. Yes. I don't think it's going to be nice Saturday. <laughs> I don't really, think it is really either. Don't. I don't think it is either. Well, Steven, man, the, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, finish up. Last game, big game of the weekend, Army-Navy. Oh, yeah, there is. Give us a, give us a rundown on that. Give us a rundown. Who you got? I got Army, man. man I love Army. Uh, they're looking strong all year. Had a, a boneheaded game against Tulane, which I don't know if you actually saw that, but it was on Come On Man. It was on the blue uh, bloopers. And yeah, the, the kickoff return like where they try to throw it across field. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. the, the worst trick play of all time. <laughs> but – Navy started off the year and, and, and did practice contact football for, what was it, a couple of weeks, and they came out and they got embarrassed. And I, I, I don't think they rebounded quite from that yet this year. But uh, so I really like Army this weekend. But, I mean, other than that, Blake, I mean, you really don't have much. It's just going down the list. I mean, there's not a whole lot to pick from unless you're in, like, a regional part of the United States, but at, like, a national – scene to say oh i want to watch this game or I want to watch that game it's just not none there i mean you got unc and miami in the acc but i don't know hey steven miller and this Y'all was the maxion minute steven i appreciate you joining on with us my friend later brother have a good later, night man you too that is mr steven miller everybody's saying go navy anchors away I, i'm gonna go navy too I'm going to go Navy too. Had multi, my grandfather was in the Navy. I'm going to go Navy too. But I had also a grandfather that was in the Army. How about this? Go USA. <laughs> go USA. Okay. We, Faux Less said Patrick Queen INT. Man, you could, for LSU, might have the defensive and offensive rookie of the year. And I'm not sure, and we're going to talk uh, maybe a couple of minutes about the Saints before we get out of here. I was not surprised today to hear that Jalen Hurts is going to be starting for Philadelphia. I was not surprised at all. You know, the Saints have always struggled with rookie quarterbacks, but I don't know if they're going to struggle with this one. Even though Jalen Hurts has the ability to scramble, their offensive line is absolutely horrendous. Now that the Saints have the number one defense in all of the NFL, a big surprise to most, but not to all. I think that they keep going out there and winning. Now that Drew Brees is cleared to play this week, well, he's not cleared to play, but he could come back this week. Not cleared to play. I don't think we see him, and I think that you get Taysom Hill. Who would have thought in the beginning of the season that this matchup, who everybody thought would be Drew Brees versus Carson Wentz, would come down to Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts? Didn't see that coming. Adam Burroughs says it was a serious question. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, I know how Jalen's last start against a Louisiana team went. That's a good point. It didn't look good. It did not did like look good. 
My mom says, you better go Navy. Well, I, I mean, look, I picked them in the beginning. Uh, go America, says Jacob Cole. Jacob, I saw your earlier comment about the uh, – here it is. I don't care if we're down by three or by 30. Show me that swag. I completely agree with that from LSU, uh, LSU standpoint. I just want to see him come out there and play with a lot of swag and get ready to go. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports. We appreciate you joining the show. Don't forget to hit the like and hit the share and share into some groups. We will see you tomorrow night. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.